Well, now's a great time, actually, to introduce the third player character, the only one who currently isn't a slave. <laughs> um, everyone say and you know hello and give a big welcome to Fievel Mausenthrov. You are not Fievel. <laughs> say hello to him. Yeah. So oh, I said hello. Gosh, I messed that up. <laughs> Thought Sab was being an idiot. <laughs> I'm waiting for a hello. Let's go, Fievel. Yeah. I am I am rare to go. It's not the same. Yeah. Say cheesy to go. No, no, that's that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> My God, introduce yourself. <laughs> right. So a uh, little about myself. I am a mouse folk beastmaster. Nice little combo there, you know. I figure I'm gonna dominate some animals that are bigger than myself and I'm just where it goes from there. Why does everything sound so sexual? <laughs> the fans love it. All right, so uh, here I'm going to read my backstory, and we're going to figure out a little bit more about Fievel. All right? Buckle so, up. <laughs> mouse folk, we aren't a common breed in this world. Being bait for almost every other species in the world has definitely declined our numbers over the past 100 years. My family and I are part of the Rimouski clan on the East Plains near the human city of Ryberry. Our village is sheltered by a small mountainside that separates us from an hobgoblin tribe and the human city. Our scouts have noticed a lot of hobgoblins uh, and human activity lately. Us mouse folk are gentle and peaceful creatures but can become quite fearsome when provoked. The last couple of months have been rough for the tribe because someone has been killing uh, other beasts in the area that have been attracting large beasts, which is a definite concern for us. We, we're just getting swooped out of the, <laughs> from the ground at this point, and it's quite scary. Tempting to find the sources come to uh, multiple dead ends because our scouts are normally being eaten or attacked, and if not killed, then just added to the meat piles that are scattered all along the lands. Oh my god. I worry from I worry for my people as there seems to be less and less of us upon every sunrise. My family has attempted to tell me, sorry, to sway me to move away from the tribe, but I have a debt that I promised my father to to fulfill after his passing that I will not abandon the mousefolk tribe that I am currently in. Uh, one night I decided to scout for myself to see what was killing my fellow mousefolk. As I approached the pile, I saw a hobgoblin killing a bunch of ravens, and as a fellow small beast that was forced to scavenge off the land in fear of everything, I raged and jumped on the hobgoblin's back and stabbed this abomination to death. <laughs> uh, I, <Holy> shit. <laughs> I went to the raven and saw that it was badly injured. I carried it back to my home and nursed it back to good health. Once it was fully healed and able to fly, I released it back into the wild. The next day, I woke up to the sound of a raven crowing as I exited my home. The raven landed on my shoulder and pointed with its talon to a small food pile right beside the hut. Uh, I made a little nest for him to stay around as I always enjoyed the company of beasts rather than other races that lived on this plane. Uh, the raven decided to stay and after two weeks I named him Travis. He made a good watch for anything that approached, and I would trust him over some of the mouse folk in this tribe. One morning, it was my turn to go and scavenge food. I told Travis to guard the, the hut while I was away and to mimic a baby crying if there was any sort of emergency at any time. And my, my ears are pretty good. I, I, I could hear the baby crying sound from miles away, some would say. 
I'm still caught up on Travis. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow. I'm still caught up on when he stabbed that guy to death. Yeah. You said you were calm, people. Yeah. I was provoked. <laughs> he would have thrown me in the pile. I had no choice. He, he did say until he was provoked. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Calm until provoked. All right. So, uh, you know, got, got some berries and stuff for the mouse folk. And uh, on my return journey, I heard something in the bushes nearby. And as I approached it, with some food, thinking it was some kind of beast, a uh, small beast that maybe I could help out, you know? Hard life. I can, I can relate. Yeah. An arrow just grazes my head and flies right by. I turn around to only see a human. Um, like, just at a like, reaction of being a uh, trapper, I turned around with a blowgun and shot it right into his neck. It was just one that would put him unconscious, so yeah, you- I, I hit him right on and he uh fell to the ground and i decided to drag him back to my camp super calm and peaceful tribe (laughs) of people yeah i can see why people are hunting you down (laughs) i was provoked (laughs) the story from everyone else yeah there were these murderous mouse folk that just kept (laughs) killing things we had to exterminate everything literally (laughs) as i approached my home I came across a massacre of all my fellow mouse folk, butchered in cold blood. Not one soul was left. <laughs> I ran to my house language. and saw that my family had all been killed. Their blood was sprayed all over the tent. Or oh my tent god. Hut, and the chubbies lay on the floor in front of me. I grabbed up what remained that was of value to me and buried my loved ones as fast as I could. Uh, I walked back to the human that I put unconscious earlier, and he just started to laugh and said, Finally, some new farmland for our people. I then impaled him with my trident (laughs) (laughs) through his neck as a rush of revenge shifted through my body. We should make a bit where he's just triggered by everything. (laughs) Triggered. (laughs) In privilege. (laughs) Unexpectedly, a human came up behind me and backhanded me to the ground. As he began to swing his uh, longsword, I closed my eyes to only hear the sound of a baby crying. Uh, the human turned away, and as I opened my eyes to see a ghostly raven flying over his head, uh, while he was distracted, I jumped on his back and started to continuously stab him oh until my God. I felt the life leave his body. Holy <laughs> fuck. I, uh, oh God. I, I got up. And uh, wiped myself myself off, and the raven flew on my shoulder. And as I made eye contact with the raven, I knew it was Travis. The icy <laughs> fire that flew through, uh, that was flowing through his eyes, just just gave it away. Um, or the fact that he was a fucking ghost bird. <laughs> that too. Can we talk for a moment about? Yeah, how he's yeah. Like, I have a couple questions. Yeah, he's a super kind and peaceful no, no. race but he's he like, is a psychopath yeah. and you have murdered many <laughs> also does anyone have a happy backstory in this game not one of you my parents died and i'm a slave my mom my was alive my parents you still died massacred my whole freaking oh tribe my, my mom was alive before you killed her yeah and the kids out of the orphanage all survived you except said- for joth marcus oh joth marcus i apologize <laughs> He lives in my heart. Like to say. <laughs> just, just to top it off, you know, I'm looking for revenge, and uh, I am now headed to find who is responsible for uh, the massacre that occurred earlier. 
Not Peace Fall. I think it was you. You were the reason. <laughs> the humans got massacred. I <laughs> don't know. That's 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 all the the fans have to know for now. Okay. Okay. All right. That you're a psychopath and then kill everything inside. Yeah. Psychopathic mouse with a <laughs> with a raven. Okay. I'm just getting started. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that's what I love to hear. All right, Fievel Mausenthrov. Welcome to the world of Norian. Uh, you too find yourself in Rofton Moor ever since. This, the massacre, I guess, just of your entire family uh, and clan, you went on a little bit of a soul-searching voyage, just a trip across the lands, and you found yourself in lands quite similar to home uh, in the moor itself. You've what been... is home? What is home? Yes. <laughs> I, I no longer have one. Yeah. <laughs> similar to the home that you had. Oh. Very nice. <laughs> My grandfather built that hut. <laughs> Grandfather's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Shut up. <laughs> Don't forget it up. <laughs> I think he was dead before the massacre. Mice don't live that long. Okay. So, Fievel, as you look out on the plains, or not, not like the plains, the fairly plateaued area of the swamp, it is midday. The sun hangs high in the sky, and there's a fair amount of cloud cover. So despite the fact that it's sunny, it's not swelteringly hot and beaten down, right? The ground beneath your feet is marsh-like, but as you are a mouse, um, you know, you're pretty pretty great at navigating these types I, of I things. Like moist areas, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> yes <laughs> i remember reading that in your 14 page backstory <laughs> okay so as you look out over the marsh you're you kind of find yourself thinking of of home and all the blood spreading <laughs> the wall um triggered not interrupt yes you want me to kill randomly now <laughs> i can do it <laughs> you can kill your ghost bird no it's not even possible Travis. <laughs> still still not over that name. But you, you're now standing in Rofton Moor. What would you like to do? Number one, I'm going to clean myself. You know, just got it's been weeks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do it again as I've been doing it daily. Okay, so mice, I think, have like a self-cleaning type deal. Like they, they just roll in the dirt. No, don't they just lick their fur? Yeah, that, that's what I was going for. Okay. So you're going to you lick your lick fur. Yourself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> if Chevy Swanson would be it, <laughs> looking all around. All right, so you lick yourself. I'm going to say this takes a solid half an hour. Okay. I don't know how long it takes That's for fair. a mouse to clean yeah. itself. Right. Got to reach the hard-to-get places. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is the sound that he makes. Please never make that noise again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you clean yourself, uh, and Travis watches. Uh, you, just I'm, assu- I'm assuming you put your clothes back on. Don't, <laughs> don't make that yes, face. Yes, yes, okay, yes. so you put your clothes back on, and you, in in the half an hour that it's taken for you to shower, basically, uh, for lack of a better word, a scene has unfolded quite far off in the distance. At first, you thought, okay, you know, just another wanderer on the plain, on the the marshes, not going to worry about it. Uh, but then you saw that number kind of multiplied to two, to three, to four, plus. And now, a scene that's almost, you know, 500 meters from you, um, you're pretty inconspicuous as a mouse, so not many things notice you. A scene has unfolded involving what looks to be frog humanoids, 
uh, and a large creature that you've never seen before. All right, I'll uh, stealthily, you know, get on my four paws and yeah. kind of make my way over there. Cool. Watch what's going on. All right, so uh, how close do you get to these uh, creatures? I'm gonna stay at least a good twenty feet away. Twenty feet away. If I can make it that close. Okay, you're gonna need to roll me two stealth checks uh, to get within twenty feet. Okay. Oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> we are starting off well. <laughs> first, first roll of the game. That is, that is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so uh, so you're crawling forward through the marshland, and as you reach the forty foot mark away from these frog uh, humanoids, Fievel just starts. Crying out loud, just <laughs> all the the creatures. Only one actually turns to look at you. The other seem very engaged with what you now recognize to be a giant toad of sorts. They appear to be wrangling it. Uh, but one of the creatures looks back to you. It like looks out over the marshes. You are still like does not notice. Well, okay. What's your? I apologize. I need to know your your hiding potential. What is your dex? Plus your proficiency, plus ten. So my dex is nineteen. Ooh, wow! So you got a plus four going on there. Yeah, that's nice. Plus two, so six. Plus ten, sixteen. Okay, so he does not notice you. Looks out, uh, thinks it just to be probably a raven, um, and then returns to the task of wrangling this giant toad. Okay. I'm gonna attempt to get closer again. <laughs> well, well, the first check. time. <laughs> nice. So you, you get. 20 feet away from the scene, which is unfurling. Apparently, these frog-like humanoids are attempting to lasso and subdue the giant toad. They don't appear to be trying to kill it, Hmm. if that makes any sense. But they're hurting a beast, and that's where the heart gets tender. (laughs) Triggered. (laughs) (laughs) They're also humanoid frogs, aren't they? They're humanoid frogs. Yeah, so they're frogs-ish. They're... They're humanoids. They're not beasts. They're, they're, trying, to, yeah. they're trying to take them down, right. cage them up, you know? Sell them for all he's worth. You don't know oh, any of that. I don't know that, but I can I can think it. <laughs> I guess you can. <laughs> what would you like to do? Yeah, play it cool. Gonna gonna walk up, you know, tail swagging side to side, and I'll be like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, as you walk forward, swagging it tail side to side, as you so aptly put it, Two of the frog-like humanoids turn uh, their backs to the giant toe, which is currently flopping about, attempting to jump from place to place. Their companions shouting at them, like obviously they need some help wrangling this thing to the ground. Uh, They point spears at you, which are made of local wood from the swamp, and the spear points are fairly sharp. Point them towards you. Uh, There are small like dangling beads hanging from them, and they appear to be tribal in, in a sort of way. They point them towards you, and then they, they talk very quickly in a tongue that you've never heard before. I uh, pull out the rope out of my bag and say... It's not just saying anything. No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm doing gestures. I'm, I'm pointing at the frog with my rope, trying to make them understand that I'll help them. Okay, uh, so roll me a charisma check. Uh, 16 plus 2. Okay, so uh, both of the frog-like humanoids kind of look at each other, and then they like they shake their heads fervently and then they like beat their chest and like they point to the the toad kind of like signifying like no it's ours i wave my hand back and forth and say i i don't want it i (laughs) i just i just want to help okay they they don't speak common they only speak this frog-like language what if i squeak a little 
I feel like they won't understand that either, but you can always try it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste my time. Okay. There are croaks and, and other sounds coming from the other frogs, um, and they, the two that are with you now, like, call back to them, uh, and one of them kind of, like, turns around, like, gets behind you and, like, points a spear in your back, and, like, they kind of, like, point you, follow them. So, so like, a different group is telling me to... Like, no, one of them like circles around behind you and puts a spear in your back and tells you that like you're going to like go with them. Wait. <laughs> like they're telling you to like follow this other frog. I'm gonna scurry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you describe to our listeners what scurry means? So I get on my four paws and I have an increased speed of forty instead of twenty-five. Okay, so you're just gonna scurry away from I'm them. I'm just well, I'm gonna scurry towards the giant toad. Okay, the one is going to get an opportunity attack on you because he's super pissed that you're just running away. <laughs> they thought that you were now their captive, so they're, they're kind of upset about that. Okay, so miss, but barely. So you scurry 40 feet away, which gets you within 5 feet of the giant toad. The toad is jumping and leaping from place to place, uh, oftentimes carrying these frogs that are just like holding on to the ends of these ropes like for dear life they're just trying to like pull it to the ground right and uh they end up like being thrown through the air dangling from these ropes so you're within five feet of the toad can i touch him you can all right i am going well first off i'm gonna cast jump which is a uh, spell that increases three times the uh like creatures jumping distance or like height if they can jump Wise, I guess. So I'm gonna jun- touch the giant toad with my jump spell. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So you're giving the giant toad the ability to jump. Yes. Three times the distance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> okay. So you imbue the frog with the power of jump. A fantastic choice. And you hear the very excitable and aggressive sounds of the frog humanoids, kind of like yelling at you almost, uh, and yelling to each other. Uh, and the two that you scurried away from rush forward, and they're they're not close enough yet, but they will be soon to stab you with spears. Oh, why? <laughs> you can do a memory check to see if you know anything about this type of creature. Fifteen. Okay. Well, having lived in these regions for for quite some time, you recognize these creatures to be bullywugs. They are nasty and brutish creatures they're amphibious uh, humanoids and they must stay constantly moist moisture we have so much in common <laughs> they dwell in rainy forests and marshes and damp caves always hungry and thoroughly evil bullywugs overwhelm opponents with superior numbers when they can and they flee from serious threats to search for easier prey they usually have green gray or mottled skin and they kind of have this aristocracy so, like, a bullywug will be considered to be the leader of the bullywugs if he has, like, the most wealth or power. And it's, like, not cool to kill that bullywug. If you want to get his position, you kind of have to, like, backstab him. Stab him in the back. You kind of have to take power, like, in a sub- subtle way. Yeah. They don't really, like, employ, like, violence in the same way that other races do, but they do like to stage raids, and they do take prisoners obviously what they were thinking when they saw this small mouse animals <laughs> you're a mouse so so what would you like to do grab a hold of that giant toad <laughs> where are you grabbing like his foot or like his 
I'm assuming that's all I can reach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Alright, yeah. Uh, if you... I'm gonna say maybe grapple him. Because you can't grapple him and bring him to the ground because you're a mouse and he's a giant toad. He weighs hundreds of pounds and he's like <laughs> larger than a horse. And you are two feet tall, 40 pounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so roll me a strength check to see if you can hang on to this toad. 17 plus 1. Nice, 18. Fantastic. It doesn't take long for the toad to do what it does, which is leap into the air. It doesn't really realize its own strength, because it's never <laughs> been imbued with a jump spell before. So it leaps 60 feet into the air, God. Uh, <laughs> violently jerking and whiplashing all of the, the frogs that have held onto it. Let's see what their strength checks are, because there are four right now holding onto it with ropes. One of them manages to, <laughs> to maintain his grip. Um, Another one is yanked off violently and is thrown from the toad, as is a second, as is a third. So only one maintains its, its grip, but that's not really a bonus either because he slams into the ground with a lot of force. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to take 4d6 falling damage Holy. from that. 10, 14, 19. <laughs> that's death <laughs> so one frog basically slams into the ground and is just splattered the rest are alive they've just been thrown and were unable to like hang on to the ropes the toad kind of like turns and looks back at you as you're like holding on to its leg seems confused but at this point because you're a beast master you can use your wild empathy I believe it's called right you can calm a beast down mm-hmm kind of make it like you a little bit 17 plus uh four nice plus one yeah, that's a fantastic roll uh good enough that the toad is not hostile towards you currently even though he is hostile towards the frogs <laughs> i'm just gonna keep a hold you know okay Cool. So the frog turns uh, towards the bullywugs, who are now like you know, kind of like they're pumping their spears up in the air, and they seem like what the like you know what's going on here, right? They don't really, I don't really understand why this toad can all of a sudden jump so goddamn high. The toad then leaps forward again, closing the gap between them very quickly, and swallows a bullywug hole. Oh, uh, or attempts no. to. And does so. Oh, yeah. God. The Bullywig takes five damage and is now inside the giant toad. <laughs> <laughs> struggling. I, I poke and see if I can find the Bullywig. <laughs> I know he's blinded and restrained, so it's just, you know, just for fun. Okay, roll me a d20. God, you're a psychopath. 15. Okay, so you poke the Bullywig in the eye uh, <laughs> through the... <laughs> Through the uh, the toad's skin as he takes 3d6 acid damage from being in its stomach. Uh, so fantastic! That's seven damage there. So it dies inside the frog's Jeez, stomach. So toad's stomach, I I should say. It's now initiatives because now it's combat. Yep. They they seem to feel like you and the toad are aggressive towards it. <laughs> For some reason, I don't know why. Uh, so let's roll some d20s. Uh, one for the toad, one for you, and then uh, for the one, two, three, four bully wugs. So I roll a seven for me, and the toad is going to get 20. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's actually rock, paper, scissors between you and a bully wug to see who goes dead last. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, yeah, I win. 
Okay, so it is the giant toad's turn first. Uh, so the giant toad is going to spit up <laughs> the dead bullywug that it just ate. Um, the gross and slimy carcass of the frog humanoid is basically just slurps forward from the... <laughs> from, I know, right? Such a beautiful language. Slurps forward from the, the giant toad's mouth and lands with a plop on the ground uh, and splats kind of as it just hits the ground. Um, the other bullywigs kind of take a step back and go... <laughs> they start talking to each other in, in frog language. Now only being a party of three they're not outnumbered yet but they're starting to feel like it so they hesitantly go to attack you uh one of them does at least on his turn attacking you with a spear okay. dean so it is a hit um he manages to do four damage okay uh the next bullywug uh leaps 20 feet into the air and lands on top of the toad perfectly actually uh and stabs it in the back with a spear but he misses the stab with the spear. <laughs> Who knows how, honestly. Um, <laughs> I wish I could come up with a reason why he misses that, but it's because he rolled a two, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why. Um, and the final one is going to rush forward and attempt to stab the giant toad in the stomach. Okay. He rolls a perfect 20. Uh, so his spear right into the toad's stomach. It kind of, like, the spear is uh, is lodged in there nice and tight, and then he kind of pushes it in even further, doing a little bit of extra damage there. So the toad takes four, and six is ten, plus two, uh, plus two. He's still kicking, though, so that's that's good. Next up is yourself, Fievel. Okay, I'm going to uh, use some of my movement to climb on top where that one fully woke landed perfectly, mm-hmm. I'm going to stab him with my trident. Okay, a mouse on top of a giant toad stabbing a humanoid frog with a trident. <laughs> Who doesn't love it? Let's go. Oh, God. Okay, so, okay, so you're not doing that. I'm going to throw my trident like, into its general like torso area. Okay, roll me a d20 ranged attack. Uh, 8 plus 4. 8 plus 4 is 12? Yep. Just barely a miss. Your trident lances and arcs past the bullywug and lands on the other side of the giant toad in the mud. Standing upright, though. It's going to be nice to grab later. Next up is the giant toad. Uh, so the first thing that the giant toad does is he grabs the bullywug that stabbed him in the chest. Uh, so he's going to bite him and attempt to swallow him. Uh, so the bite hits. So he takes 1d6 damage. 6 plus, I believe it's 2. Uh, so he takes 8 pretty good. Bullywug is not dead yet, so he's going to attempt to swallow with a grapple check, which he fails, so the Bullywug is swallowed by the toad. The toad then leaps, doing a classic 60 feet in the air, um, and the Bullywug on his back, uh, let's see if he maintains his composure. He does not, (laughs) as the toad leaps 60 feet in the air, and he falls back onto the ground. So he's now prone in front of you. The toad lands a solid 60 feet away. Cool. Um, so next up is the bullywug that is attacking you. Fantastic. So another spear attack uh, for that bullywug with a four. He misses. Gosh, fours were all in Josh's <laughs> game. Fours were in your game. Another here. And the other bullywug is going to try and get up from being prone, and then he's going to rush over to you and try and stab you. Uh, but he misses. Okay. So back over to you. All right. I'm gonna 
take out my sling. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my action. And I'll move uh, on top of the toad. Toad's 60 feet away. Oh, I, I did not go with him. No, you did not. You were not on top of the toad. Oh, wow. You threw your trident, remember, from the ground? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll take out my sling and fend uh, for myself, I guess. Okay, cool. <laughs> Fantastic. So, on the beginning of the Toad's turn, the Bullywug in his stomach takes 3d6 acid damage. 1, 4 is 5. We don't even have to roll again, that's enough to kill him. Um, so he is dead. The Toad then turns and leaps back forward towards the Bullywugs. Um, they're both going to roll dexterity saving throws to see if they can hop out of the way. Uh, you're going to have to make one as well. Um, <laughs> he's not trying to jump on you, he's trying to jump on the Bullywugs, but you're just there. Only one of them gets out of the way. Five plus four, nine. So you don't get out of the way either. <laughs> okay, so the bullywig lands on you and, or the uh, the giant toad lands on a bullywig and you. You're both gonna take one d six damage. Okay, so the bullywig takes four, and you take two. Next up is the bullywig in his stomach is dead. Fantastic. The bullywig underneath him is going to try and make a strength check to see if he can get out from underneath the toad which he does uh, so he slides out from underneath the toad pushes up some of the, the flabby material near the, the toad's stomach and gets out uh, but that was his action so his turn's over last up is the bullywug which got out of the way he's now going to try and stab the toad uh, which he does doing 1d6 damage takes three damage total 17 and next up is yourself will I take extra damage if I just stand underneath the toad, or can I just chill? <laughs> I mean, you're a small mouse, so you're probably not gonna, probably not gonna live very long under that toad. <laughs> I'll attempt to crawl out. Roll me, me a strength check. Uh, 14 plus 1. Nice. So you're able to crawl out from underneath the giant toad. <laughs> you do take a giant breath. It was pretty moist down there. So it wasn't like you weren't loving it. You just so you go back. You just couldn't breathe. <laughs> My body could be someone like half out and half in. That would be prime. Yeah. Might do that. <laughs> the giant toad is going to bite one of the bullywugs, uh, preferably the one that just stabbed it in the chest. But instead, he gets a mouthful of swamp water and, and swamp dirt. Uh, and then it kind of like spits it out, makes it go. <laughs> like slurping kind of sound leaving uh the two bullywugs um so both of them are going to turn and get on the toad he appears to be doing the most damage you just don't seem like you're able to to do much uh one misses and the other one misses as well two and a seven for those listening at home uh what would you like to do so i got my sling out yep and, uh, put one of those you know nice rocks that i've uh, spent my time gathering and i'm gonna Try and knock one right in the head. Nice, roll me d20. The giant toad, 11 plus 4. Nice, so that's a hit. Fantastic. As they are not paying attention to you, they're staring at the... Yeah, so roll me d20. Or roll me your damage. Okay, so you do 3 damage. The bullywug doesn't seem to be too phased. It's kind of like a small rock hitting it in the back <laughs> of the head. But next up is your toad, dude. So that's fantastic. Uh, the giant toad is going to bite again, this time hitting... Uh, so he does, and I lied before, it's not 1d6, it's 1d10, which is fantastic for you. Uh, he does 1d10 piercing damage, doing 6 damage total, 
to the Bullywug. And on a bite, he also does 1d10 poison damage, believe it or not, uh, which is a solid two, which kills one of the two Bullywugs. The last one looks around, seems quite scared. Yes, exactly like oh that. Oh my god. <laughs> no survivors. <laughs> and attempts to run away into the, the swamp. All right, well, going to advance that advantage attack while he's running. Cool. His back's at you. have an opportunity attack as he runs past you. Okay, so as he's running by you, you loose a stone at him and you slam him in the side. Roll me your damage. (laughs) Okay, you do three damage to him, but he continues to run, uh, making frog sounds as he goes. (laughs) Okay, Uh, he's still within range of your sling if you'd like to continue to fire at him. Okay, that's a miss. Oh no, Stone's here. Is he he still in range? He's still in range. Oh my god, fire again. Alright. No. Okay, so he's now out of range and running through the swamp. I'll let him go. Fantastic. (laughs) I don't think you have a choice. (laughs) I will hunt him down here. Okay, Uh, congratulations on the encounter Bullywugs in the swamp. From that encounter, you gain gain 250 experience points. God, you didn't even do anything. Your toad did it all. I gave him the ability. <laughs> he did give him the ability. Uh, the last Bullywug, you do not get experience points for. He did run away, if that's all right with you. And uh, that ends your encounter. What would you like to do now? you got a giant toad sitting in front of you. He's kind of eyeing you suspiciously. Well... You look awfully like the kind of creature it would eat, most ordinarily. Well, I... I drop my weapon, first of all. Okay. And then uh, I slowly more, more move towards it, and I want to pull out that uh, spear that was uh, previously lodged in his stomach. Okay. So as you move forward, he kind of, like, backs up a couple steps and then, like, continues to eye you. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's see. You can use your uh, your beast's oh, uh, empathy, uh, wild, wild empathy, empathy, if you'd like. I will do such. Uh, 10 plus 4 plus 1. Nice. So 15. Uh, So you calm the toad down enough to go forward and to pull the spear from his stomach. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, He appears to trust you a little bit more now uh, and kind of lets out like a a large ribbit. Ribbit. That's a frog. Okay. You know what, Josh? (laughs) You're a slave right now, so (laughs) you can only chirp me once you're a free man. Join the club. Okay, so the the spear is out. Okay. Okay. Um, I will use a cure wounds on the toad as well. Fantastic. Yes. So. Uh, Roll me a d8. Five. Five plus your spellcasting modifier. Two. I'm assuming that's all I got. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so seven. The frog takes seven health back. Puts him at well ten short of of maximum, and he appears to be. You know, pretty pretty trusting of you. Uh, you're not a very intimidating creature, and he seems to like you a lot. Um, so he will stick around, in the sense that he'll let you be around him. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, so you're gonna gain 75 experience points for uh, friends with frogs. Oh wow. J.K. Yeah. Toads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. 
Free me. The dicey D20. Yeah. I want help. <laughs> God, you're so the worst savior ever. A little bit of a recap. Our very first player, Tyson, yeah. uh, and his mother were enslaved. Mother killed. His planeswalker abilities just came forward. Boom. Boom. And then boom, knocked unconscious. Hey, I killed a guy. Killed a goblin. Not that, the same thing. That is more than the Bright Lord did. Yeah, the Bright Lord didn't he kill anyone. He, he did kill a Vine Blight, so 20, congrats so. on that. Um, <laughs> was he that then, when I needed you? He then ran up the mountainside to try and uh, help. <laughs> help. Didn't. Uh, got knocked out as well and is now a slave to the Hobgoblin raiding party as well. Uh, the only free humanoid is Fievel Mausenthrov. But is he really free? And he's not a human. He's <laughs> a humanoid. <laughs> He's a psychopath. His yeah. mind's chained. Get off my back. Get on the toad's back. Get on the toad's back. Get on the toad's back. All right. Thanks so much, everyone. Will our friends Tyson and Rogar be say be freed? Uh, will Fievel and the Toad get along? Make All go. these questions answered on the next Dicey D20. All background music and audio comes from Tabletop Audio. If you're running your own campaign, visit tabletopaudio.com to find music for any situation.